What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. This episode is special because I have one of my best friends joining us on the mic today. My girl, Marissa Tabor, who is the best, is going to be on the episode with us. And we'll be diving a little bit into this new series that I'm starting, which is the Lost for Words series. So y'all know on Power Pros, we always are talking about how we can own our voice, the power that we have in that, how we can set ourselves free and experience life in a new way, and how we can help other people do the same thing. But it only comes through authenticity. There are a few things that could just make us not feel like being authentic, owning our voice, owning our power is the best way to go. And I thought it was time that we really talk about that because there are some things that you're like, yeah, I know, whatever, but this situation, this moment, this person has caused me to be at a loss for words. Like I don't have it. So I want to get into it. And before we do, I want to share a little bit about Marissa. Marissa, I met her in college. She's just been a light in my life ever since. So I'm really, really happy that she agreed to be on the show with us today. Right now, my girl is teaching the youth, okay? She teaches mathematics in middle school. And she has her master's, honey. She's going to get her PhD, all the things. So she's just a super smart person, super compassionate. And I think she is like me in a lot of ways and not like me in a lot of other ways. And so if you are a person who you listen to me and sometimes you're like, that's I get you, but I don't. I think it'll be nice of a balance to hear uh, my perspective and Marissa's perspective through our combo today. So without further ado, hey, Miss Riz. Hey. <laughs> Happy to have you here with us today. Happy to be here. I'm so exciting. Uh, what's so funny, when I was saying like we're different, I was like, but we are both introverts at the end of the day. Like people think I'm not, but I am. So as my fellow introvert, I want to let me set the stage even on what I mean by that because everybody means something different with introverts. And I Googled the definition of introvert before this call. And I don't agree with what they said. It was kind of like they're shy. And I'm like, well, you can be, but you don't have to be. So I think that being an introvert and how I would describe it for this conversation is somebody who enjoys their own company and is likely primarily <laughs> that they enjoy their own company and that they are filled most when they're in solitude. So they, of course, can enjoy people and being out and about but they fill their cup when they're by themselves would you align with that yes I like being with people I do but my preference is usually to be by myself which I feel like can be a good and bad thing you know Hmm. what would you say is like a highlight for a person that want to be by themselves primarily what's the highlight and then what's the drawback um, I think for me, one of the highlights of it, of like enjoying your own company is that you like being around yourself. Like you meet people, you lose people, but it's like enjoying your own company, I think is like super important. If if nobody else want to hang out with you, you want to hang out with you. So I think that is something that is really positive that I think some people struggle with just mm-hmm. being alone, which I think is really key to like finding energy. But um, there is, like, a flip side to that, which I've been, like, working through. On the other hand, it's, like, I do enjoy being by myself, but I feel like part of the reason I enjoy being by myself is at times in my life, I feel like my friends are the people I'm with sometimes. Like, 
I internally feel like maybe they don't enjoy hanging out with me. That sounds really bad. As in like, sometimes I feel like I'm not everyone's number one choice. So it's like you have that internal thing of like, yeah, I enjoy being by myself, but is it because I have a fear that other people don't enjoy being with me, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. What? I enjoy being with you. Please. Oh, thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I think that's real because more and more, I feel like I've been, I don't know if it's more actually, but I've had that thought too, where I'm like, I feel like I'm a good time, but is you having a good time? Like, is it a good time? Is it going? And for me, if we were together for a long time, if we were on FaceTime for a while, after a while, I'm like, they want to get off the phone. And the other person might be like, we could talk 10 more hours. I'm good. But for me, I'm like, oh, let me figure out an exit ramp on this conversation because I'm talking too much. Like, they're over it. And that's not, I don't know if that's always (laughs) the case. No, because we do that to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. I was like, oh, Marissa has, like, a life. And you're like, girl, now why you got the phone the other day? And I'm like, oh, well, I figured you had stuff to do. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, nope, just wanted to talk to death. <laughs> it's bad. Do you, have you always been introverted, like, when you were younger? Yeah, even as far as I can remember, I just like being by myself. I don't know if it's part of the reason, like, I just... I always have, like, siblings or family, like, around me, like, constantly that, like, it was just always a lot going on, and I would be, like, overwhelmed a lot, and so I just always needed that piece of just being by me. Even then, like, when I went to school, there was just a lot of people around all the time, not necessarily my type of people, especially with the different schools I went to, but... um. Yeah, it's just always been needing that me to, like, really calm myself. Mm, calming. I feel I feel that. I think it's, like, even if I disappoint me, it's me. You know? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, other people. Or if I overwhelm me, it's, like, I can recognize. I don't know. It's different. I don't really think I overwhelm me, actually. But I definitely think other people... You just can't control what they do, you yeah. know? And I think that for me, like you said, I can be overwhelmed or I just need time to catch up to what's happening. I don't even think what's happening has to be bad, but I'm just like, I haven't processed it. So I can't fully be in the moment right now. Mm-hmm. And so what we were saying earlier with like the, are you enjoying me or are you whatever? I get fearful of what I'm going to say because it's like, all right, maybe you are having a good time, but I want to make sure you keep having a good time. So I can feel at a loss for words at times of like, how do I honestly, for lack of better word, perform to make sure that I get the outcome I want, which is us continuing to talk. How do I do that? And if I don't know how to do that, then I low key kind of shut down and I think that it actually gives the inverse of what I want. The other person thinks I'm over it with the day and I'm not, but that's how it can seem. So I definitely think you can get at a loss for words and it's not even because nothing bad has happened. It's just that internalized fear that y'all not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's people you aren't like necessarily close to or like, mm-hmm. it's like, I haven't been around them for that long. It's like now, 
I don't know what Marissa they are expecting. Like, mm-hmm. is can I just be here and be chill, or like, am I here to like you know provide the laugh or provide the conversation? And it's like if I'm just there, it's like is that just good enough for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like there's been times when like I've done that before, like you know just existed. Yeah, or maybe I do provide the laugh or whatever it is. But the next time I hang out, I'm not feeling the same vibe as the last time. And so I'm like, yeah, can I exist? Can I show this version of me today? Or do I have to be feeling the last version of me? Like, you know, for people that you are just getting used to, mm-hmm. it's very like, all right, what is your expectation? So I can see if I can meet that or not. Yeah. And that sucks. Because I really, it really do be making me change how I chit and chat with people or what, or just how I show up. And I don't even know if what I'm trying to tailor myself to, if that's what the person actually was thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you auditioning, but you don't know what they have on the list to like, yeah. what are you looking for? So it's like, I'm trying to pull out my best stuff and I don't even know what you're looking for. So it's yeah. like, imagine, imagine you go to an audition and you read in the high school musical plot and it's like, babe, this is Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Like, by myself, I don't have to worry about that. Exactly. See, you get it. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times black women will do things on their own or like kind of move cautiously, like we've been talking about, because like I said, they can depend on themselves, but it's like reinforcing that they can't trust people. Cause you never test to see if you can. You know, like if you're meeting a new person and you're like, oh, they want this type of Marissa, they want this destiny. And I don't try the other way. Then yes, we just missing out on connections with people or getting a reinforcement to ourselves. They're like, yes, this version of you that you usually preserve for you, other people also enjoy. And I just think that's very disheartening when I think about it, that I feel like a lot of us likely do that. And we're teaching ourselves, we're literally reinforcing that our true selves, there's no space for her to exist. It's depressing to actually think about it like that, but it's real. It's like in professional settings, which is where we spend like a lot of our time, like and mm-hmm. settings we don't necessarily get to choose. But it's like when I'm with these people, it's it's this face that I put on. And it's like the crazy thing is we're taught that from such a young age. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm about being professional or like making sure you know how to act when you leave the house and we're taught to put on the mask and we just do it yeah like you're right everybody just falls in line and then you be like wait i don't like the line (laughs) (laughs) actually okay so with you being a teacher right i think being a teacher in 2023 is so different than when we were in middle school and when i'm on tiktok at least and i see teachers that are posting things i feel like Teachers nowadays are more of themselves in their classrooms because kids nowadays are more themselves. Well, I don't know if they're more themselves, but they're just different from us for sure. And I mean, we're seeing people that are young be teachers too. So it's just a different atmosphere altogether. But do you think that your students kind of help you to take off your mask more often and just be you know, like the various versions of Miss Tabor with them, because I feel like his expectations are different than adults. So do you think your profession has helped you more with that? 
Um, I feel like yes and no. I feel like I can definitely be more of myself in like a carefree manner of the of them like not worrying about their judgment. It's like they they gonna love me for whatever. They gonna think I'm corny. They gonna think whatever because they're kids. But they they don't have that judgment lens. But at the same time, it's like I can't have a bad day for my kids. It's like I could be going through some deep stuff, mm. and I still gotta walk in this door and put a smile on my face and teach these kids and be a listening ear for them and take all their trauma in. So it's like. You do get to be yourself, but only to a certain extent, because at the end of the day, you're somebody that they're relying on. It's not like a two-way street, you know? That's fair. Where I feel like with friends, me and you, it's like, yes, you can have a bad day. I've had a couple bad days. (laughs) And you listen to me. Um, so I, that's fair, right? Because we are peers. So you can give me something. It's an equal exchange that we can embark on with, with the kids. It's like, yeah, the sixth graders aren't going to be like, yeah, Miss Tabor, tell me all about it. <laughs> like they just <laughs> not do that. So that's, that is fair where the power dynamic can shift. I've definitely felt that, um, at work where, yeah, everybody wants, all the versions of this and one-on-ones started to be like, yes, I mean, about your weekend. It's like the, my coworkers were asking for more of me. I feel like the work I was working on, they wanted more of my backstory and things. So it could impact the creative and like, yeah, some rooms I was the only black person. So it's like, you know, they wanted to have me open up, but then yes, you also can't open up too much because then it's like, girl, we at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to open up at all. Exactly. And that's the thing about, like, how much to open up. Because, like, I just started my job or whatever. And it's, like, new people, new coworkers. Like, you mm-hmm. meet, you meet, you, you're trying to fill everything out. And it's, like, I met this one coworker who I feel like is a really nice person. Like, we chit-chat. It's been great. And we've, like, texted, you know, like, about work. And yesterday, like, I was looking for her. And she wasn't in her classroom. And so, like, I literally FaceTimed her. And then she's like, FaceTime. And it's like, now, now why would I FaceTime my coworker? Like, we just met each other, like, three weeks ago. And so, in that moment, like, I felt very, like, now our our friendship, coworkership, or whatever it is, is not there yet. And so, in that moment, I felt very, like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. And, like... It was very, like, closed in. But then she's like, girl, like, I'm looking crazy. And it's like, so her response was not like, it was not a crazy thing that I've done. Like, it was fine. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, like, when you get those, like, affirmations from people, like, oh, we can do that. Like, that feels nice. But when you don't, then it's like, hmm, should never done it. <laughs> oh, I'll literally be having uh, vulnerability regret all the time. But... I think what I'm trying to do to correct that is like, that was true to form to what I had going on. Of course, if you're crossing a boundary, mm-hmm. that's different. Like if somebody is like, do not text me before 8 a.m. and here you come 6 a.m. tomorrow, XYZ, and then you FaceTime mm-hmm. and call and whatever, that's different. But yeah, your natural inclination was to FaceTime her and even if she was like, girl, you should have texted me, like X, Y, Z, which that wasn't it, right? But if it was, I don't know if we should feel bad when we meet those moments like that. There are learnings of people, because that's what happens when you get to know people, is you figure out, okay, how do you gel? How do you communicate? And how do I want to communicate with you? But I don't know if it should be 
sometimes we attach like this shame feeling or this mm-hmm. remorse that I don't know if it should be there, but I definitely do it often. It's bad. Yeah. It shouldn't be there, but we do do it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. How have you seen it impact your walk with God? Because I think where I'm at right now, I've definitely had to, I've had some heavy emotions in the past couple months. All y'all know, I'm on my unemployed to self-employed journey and trying to expand the podcast, showing up on YouTube, all the things. And behind the scenes, it's like if I'm talking more outwardly, I have to talk more inwardly with myself, with God, and journaling more than ever. And I didn't think I could journal any more than I journaled before, but I am. And it is making me aware of the spaces where I thought, I thought I was very real in my prayers with God. I thought I was keeping it honey, honey, honey. And like, I'm realizing there are some points when I am at a loss for words and what I'm talking about. I don't even know how I'm supposed to pray about something or I just don't want to pray about it. It feels too exposed or I'm scared. I'm not going to get what I want, X, Y, Z, and I don't say anything. And it's the same thing I do with my friends or with people that I'm getting to know. If I feel like it's going to be too much, like what you're saying, it's like, okay, was the FaceTime too much? I just shouldn't have did that. I feel like that's where I am with God. And so I'm trying to watch when that happens, be compassionate with myself when that happens, but also push it. Cause it's like, okay, now that's, if you can't keep it real with God, babe, you can mm-hmm. keep it real with nobody. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to unlearn a little bit that like, yes, there's a limit with coworkers. There could be even a limit with friends, family, but with God, you can go all the way. And I, to be real, I don't all the time. Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. I definitely get in those times where I'm like, my alone time, I feel like is my alone time from people and from God. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to talk to my friends, my family. And also, I'm not trying to talk to God right now. I'm just trying to not talk to nobody. And that's like, something I'm working through in my relationship with God that it's like, yeah, it's okay to like have these breaks from people, but having a break from God should not be it. Or like, I'll just be in a mood where I'm just not interacting. I see the text messages go off. I'm not responding or the calls or whatever. And then like every once in a while, like I'll get like a little Bible app notification for one of like my Bible app friends. And I'm like, dang, they reading their Bible. And I'm sitting here ignoring God. And it's like, and I just said that and you would think that in the moment I would decide to you know pray or like go to the bible app or something but I a lot of times I don't and I just sit with that and so I'm really trying to work on like if there's stuff that I'm going through that I don't want to share with my friends or my family like I can still share it with God because he knows what's going on um like he literally knows so I was like what (laughs) what am I hiding from but um I'm really trying to work on just like being vulnerable with God, even when I don't want to be. Because there, there are other times where I do want to just vent to God to complain to him about just everything. But a lot of times I feel like when I am, like, not speaking, wanting to, like, pray or talk to God, it's because I feel like I've done something. Like, when I feel like the world is messing up and everybody done done something to me, then it's like, God gonna hear about this list. But it's like, <laughs> when I mess up now, it's like, now I don't even want to talk about it right now. It's like, I did this. I could have did better. I could have did different. And I just don't want to have any communication. Same. (laughs) A lot of us feel that way, which is, 
I don't say it's crazy. It's actually very human. But he's the one person that you can mess up and he will want to listen. Where if you mess up with me, I'm going to need a second. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to need a minute to put my feelings to the side to actually actively listen when we're talking all the things. Like, it's going to take a way more effort for us to get on a, a equal page than with guys. Like, I, he just come ready. Like, he stay ready and stay willing to forgive, stay compassionate, stay full of joy, stay with love. Like, literally nothing can distance us from mm-hmm. the love of God. And we'd be like, oh, except this thing. Yes. And it's never that thing. Like, it's honestly, I feel like we have, I know this is true for you. We have a standard for ourselves that is just astronomical and it's not sustainable. I think we can reach it, which is why we thought it. And I don't think all of our aspirations for ourselves are bad, but the level of perfection I think that we have to have to achieve those things so that we always feel like we can talk is not realistic like it just won't happen which is why we need Jesus in the first place and I think Mm -hmm. we forget that when we go into these moments of solitude and solitude so much so that we're like even God cannot come up in here yeah yeah and even work. like all the things that we talked about at the beginning of like what we're scared of from other people, mm-hmm. it's like God never requires that from us. Like He never requires us to be funny or be the life of the party or be anything like that, and we still get scared. To go talk. Which I'm very comforted that He doesn't require that, but I think. I don't know. I'm not going to hold you. Sometimes when I read the word, it seems like you do require a lot, you know? So it's like, okay, what's the truth? Am I myself and you made me, so you cool with that? Or am I sinful and I messed up and I need to get it together? Both. A-M. I know, right? And that's what makes it tough. It's like, it's both, babe. <laughs> I made you, so let's do better. No, right. It's like, I know your potential and you're not there. So let's get it up. <laughs> but I love you on the journey. Yes, yes, yes. Child. That's what I'm saying. This whole thing be so tough. And that's why I think this episode is so important or this series is important because I think having a loss for words is fair. Like not knowing what to say, not wanting to say anything. It's like, I know how I feel. Exactly. I just don't want to share it. It's fair. And I just wanted to normalize that because I've known the show we talk about speaking out, say what you feel da, 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 all the time, but sometimes you really don't have it mm-hmm. or don't mm-hmm. want to period, because I've definitely had some days I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm on mute over here yeah what are some ways that you course correct when you're feeling some things that like aren't true, maybe before you do it so let's say before you did the FaceTime call with your coworker, you was like, mm, dude, who said she want to talk to me? If she would have talked to me, she would have called me. If that's a thought that you would have had, how do you try to course correct when you have things like that? Like they're not based in fact, but it feels very much so real. Yeah, that's something um, I have been struggling with for a while. Um, one of my friends, Chelsea, shout out to Chelsea, she helped me with this thing of like, 
just because something is a possibility doesn't mean it's probable. So it's like, yeah, it's a possibility that something could happen, but it's probably not going to happen. Mm. But I, I've, ever since she told me that, I use that a lot with like my fears. It's like, yes, tomorrow, the first day of school, I could do a horrible job and everything could go wrong. But that's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to come. The day's probably going to go fine. So, like, working with probables versus things that are very unlikely to happen has helped me so much. So when I'm having those, like, moments of, like, I'm really scared, I'm really anxious, just taking a breath. It's like, girl, it's probably fine. And even if it's not fine, the sun is going to come out tomorrow. It's going <laughs> to continue. Life will move on. <laughs> First of all, the probabilities getting to the math teacher, like girl. Listen, you <laughs> people, you need the math. It's like the likelihood of it happening is very, very unlikely. So I like that analogy though. Well, not that analogy, I guess that tool, because it honors your thought pattern, but then it also invites you to look at the other side. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I'm talking to someone and I'm like, no, like I could X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And they're like, girl, no, how we get there? It's like, I somehow my brain got there. I don't, I'm not saying that it's logical. I'm not saying that you need to get your brain there based off the situation, but my brain went there, you know? So mm-hmm. I think saying that that is, which one did you say was likely? Possible. Possible. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> so my brain got there. It's like, okay possible that makes me feel seen her like you're in it with me but then you're like but it probably won't happen yeah. now you're calling me to have some reason you calling me <laughs> back to looking at the positive and the yeah. tomorrow standpoint so i think i i don't know i just love that because sometimes it's like no i feel like it's raining right mm-hmm. now I'm like yeah but it's probably not gonna rain forever and mm-hmm. i'm like i have no choice but to be like that's fair you know what i mean like even if I don't feel that right now, because my umbrella up, my shoes and my socks is soggy, whatever. It's like, I have to acknowledge that it literally won't rain forever. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot with like, every time I'm sick, you know, Destiny, that like, I will go to. <laughs> Y'all, no, I have been had cancer 20 times. <laughs> Wait, I have, I am going through the worst thing. And it's like, no, girl. But it's just a headache. It's literally like it could, it could you didn't eat dinner and then you didn't eat breakfast. Like you just need a meal. Yeah. But it's like respecting that, you know, it's possible that it could be a flesh eating disease. But it's probably not. It's probably just fake you Tylenol, babe. Like you're probably fine. Um, the sickness? Because you literally <laughs> I'm screaming. Literally, 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 the other day I got bit by something. I was like, now what if this is some like some crazy poisonous animal? And it's like it's a mosquito bite. Right. Like, please (laughs) put some little calamine lotion on it and move on. Like, please. But we do that with so many things in life. Like, we literally think it's the worst possible thing that can happen. And it's Mm. like, it's just not. It's really. You got me there now. You know. Y'all, I called Marissa this morning. So funny why don't we do the same thing but we're not the same person i want y'all to know we are not the same person no but i do think our um uh, internal 
thought structures sometimes that are in a self like deprecating I guess wavelength are synced up mm-hmm. and we both do it in solitude so sometimes it's just you be thinking it's just you and it's both of us but um yeah I called Marissa this morning and I was like this is just a bad scenario. And she's like, is it? Like, I'm just, I'm struggling to see where the bad is at. And you need that. So I definitely think um, I'm thankful for having, not just you, but of course having you to get how I work. Like, even if you don't get it, you know, it's like, okay, well that's Destiny's process. Like that's where you at right now. And being able to, hear me and also kind of guide me to invite in another thought. And I think that's just super important for your circle because especially with family or people have just known you for a long time, I think it can be easy for people to want you to be happy. And so mm-hmm. in that desire for you to be happy, they are like, girl, let's just da da da. And a lot of times people go to problem solving mode like almost immediately for me, that doesn't work. <laughs> like I feel like you are, we're going from the left to a sharp right, and my brain has not decided that this right is even an option yet. So if you bring it up, and it could solve literally all my problems, but I'm just, we haven't acknowledged that this left is a thing. So mm-hmm. I think the probability versus the whatever you said <laughs> is a really, really, really good tool with that. Because like I said, I think I've been needing to feel her. Like my concern might not happen, but it is a legit concern. It does exist in the world. So <laughs> the possibility is out there. But no, I really do think that it's important, like you said, that like, I'm grateful to have you, like, having those people, like, in your life, in your circle who will be there, who will listen to you say your crazy thing and let you have your moment of, like, yes, I understand you are really going through something and just let you be you Mm -hmm. before we get to the let's go to a solution. I think that's, like, really important to have in your life. So, shout out to God for giving. Shout out to God. No, I would first have cancer, y'all, full time. So, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's let's think about treatment. (laughs) 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 You gotta let people decide it's the flu on their own. Like, literally. Just just let me go through it. Let me get there. Let me get there. (laughs) And I think when we turn that inward, right, because we're talking about us supporting each other, I think when we turn that support to ourselves, it can really help in those instances where we don't have that rapport with people. Because I think the distrust is, I know I'm insane. <laughs> I know there are times when whatever I'm, ta- whatever I'm talking about, you're not going to get it first take. I know that. And some people you do. I've had people, I click with them day one. And I'm like, oh, you're my girl. Like, you get it. But sometimes it doesn't happen that way. And so I think those are the moments where I feel uncomfortable the most because I feel like there's so much material that I'll catch you up on, on how to deal with deaths, right? And you don't always have that. I can't give you a crash course in the past 29 years of my life so we can have a conversation about something, you know? So I think when I turn that grace and that compassion, that hearing myself, that going through that process inward, and I do it for me, that the other person, it's less work on them to have to do it because 
I'm like, yep, this is my process right now. Yep, this is kind of scary. Yep, this is whatever. And then I can move myself from X thinking to thinking that it's more probable to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's something that all of us could kind of challenge ourselves to do because it can be frustrating for sure and kind of seem doom and gloom to wait on that compassion or that sway those therapy session from other people. Like it can, it can really seem like it's just not going to happen. I haven't found my people or this person used to be my people, but this thing they don't get or, you know, whatever the thing is. But we always allow that space for ourselves. Anybody else doing it, if Marissa do it for me, it's an additive versus it being what I need to be heard at any given moment. Because you mm-hmm. are the person who's with you all the time when your friend right. don't answer, when they're not getting through. It's like you got to be able to do it by yourself, which is a learning curve for sure because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And each stage of your life, like I've always loved being alone, but I've definitely had moments this year where I was like, I'm alone because I don't have a job. Or, you know what I'm saying? So I can't go kick it with people like I used to. Or I'm alone because of whatever. And... I don't know. It's just, it's, it's changed even how I look at time with me. And I've had to kind of coach myself to be like, no, like you like this in general, whether you, when you have bread, you like this, you're spending, you're putting a negative view on something that you like anyway. Like, why is that happening? Um, So yeah, it definitely can be challenging depending on even what stage you're in, our mindsets change, but it's normal to not know what to say at certain moments or just feel like something is robbing you of your words. So Mm -hmm. before you leave all the cool kids, what is a power tool that you have for us? A final little message to wrap up our conversation. The most important people you can depend on is God and yourself. And so really working on building those relationships is key. And it's like we all have our tough times, our down times where I don't want to talk to God. I don't want to talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. But working on that, dealing with that is the strongest thing you can do. Because at the end of the day, it's like that is all you got from baby so you leave this world it's like friends come and go people come and go people do you wrong but just like really building a relationship with yourself and with God can really get you through some tough stuff (laughs) (laughs) so can honey Mm -hmm. to add to that like God because he's been with you like you said from before you was even born Mm -hmm. to after you passed he literally knows everything about you and stuff about you that you don't know. Like, let's say I make it to 50, right? Hopefully I make it beyond 50. I'm, so like, okay. I'm, okay. 50. I'm not even, I'm not 30. So there's something about 50 year old death says, what's she going to be doing? How is my hair? Like, you know what I'm saying? Where do I live at? All of that. I have no idea about. Mm-hmm. And God knows every detail about. So it's like keeping it, real with him being open with him and all of that is like the most beneficial thing that you can do because he literally knows everything and i think a lot of christian spaces have used the omnipresence of god and the omniscience of god to be like yeah god's everywhere so he knows what you're doing like kind of like the song about santa claus is like he knows he knows when you're asleep you know when you're awake it's like very scare tactic vibes and I think when I don't, I don't 
think about it like that. It's like, no, like you literally everywhere. So even sometimes when I don't want to pray, I'm like, you saw what happened. And I find more peace that I don't have to do the same work that I would have to do if I called you. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, dang, now I got to repeat the story and it's going to hurt to tell all the details. But if I don't tell the details, she's not going to get it. And da da da. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, if I say they name, I'm a cry. Or like, you know, you have those moments where it's like, it's too raw. So it hurts. Those are the times when I'm like, thank God, God is everywhere because I don't have the language <laughs> to go to that place right now, but I don't have to for you to give me comfort, for you to give me peace, for you to make me feel your presence right now, for you to give me a hug in this room right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do that work. And that is super comforting. If I don't want to leave and I'm wearing a hoodie in my apartment and I feel like my hair look crazy, my whatever but I need something. It's like, yeah, God is like, oh, well, I'm right here. What you need? You know? So I definitely agree that it's yourself and God and of course, great friends, but starting there is key, 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 key. Period. Period. Aw. Well, thanks, Riz, for coming on. Y'all, I love Marissa so much. Do you still need things for your classroom? Of course, I need things for my classroom. <laughs> these kids are expensive. Oh, yeah, Marissa has done, I mean, these people broke uh, pencil sharpeners and they need a pencil sharpener. This is you're going to give her a pencil sharpener. Like, just different little things for her classroom. And she's also, like I said, teaching math for both sixth graders and eighth graders. And so, especially in black and brown communities, I think there can be a preconceived notion that math is hard. I'm not going to get it. And there's already a demotivation that happens in the mind before they even step in the classroom. And so any way that we can make math fun, that we can get more supplies to kind of, you know, get them interactive and using their hands in the classroom, that would really help our, our future leaders of this world. And so I will be linking in the show notes the Amazon wish list for Miss Haber's math class for this school year. If you are willing to donate, be sure that you do it via the link there. Her and all the kids at her school really, really, really appreciate it. If you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe. And if you have subscribed, then leave your girl a review. If there are any topics that you want to dive into, topics that we've already dove into, but you just really, really loved it and you want to let me know, that is the place to do it. So Apple Podcasts review, don't forget to hit that up. And if you haven't connected with the kid on YouTube, get on the train while you can because it's taking off. I did not want to do YouTube. When I first started this podcast, y'all, I definitely thought about YouTube and I was like, nah. <laughs> so the fact that I'm doing YouTube now is insane. So if you want to get in on the things there, I definitely talk more about my unemployment journey and all of that. Um, and then I also post episodes too. So if you like visual podcast episodes, then you can keep up with Power and Pros there. The link is also in the show notes. And then of course, if you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe to the Pros and Phrase pages newsletter. It's my weekly newsletter where I send out devotionals and a little bit of motivation to help you stay powered up throughout the week. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. Bye.